Our scripture reading for today is one of my very favorites from God's Word. Now, for those of you who don't know the account of Jesus, for three years, he revealed who God was to many people who felt like God would never even pay attention to them. If others didn't care about them, why would, why would he? And these are precisely the people that Jesus would encounter, that Jesus would love on, Jesus would spend time with. But over this three years, he kept telling his followers. He kept reminding them that he had to suffer. He had to die. But in three days, he'd be raised. Now, his disciples and other followers, it happened. And they are in shock because even though he'd done all these miracles over that time, there's no way you come back from such a violent death on a cross. And yet, here's what's, ha- what's happened right before this passage. Um, some women, some of the early followers of Jesus, some of those leaders, they came out to prepare his body in the tomb. The, the stones rolled away. They're amazed. They encounter some angels who tell them he is risen. They tell the disciples, Peter, you know, his, his right-hand man, he comes racing to the tomb. He looks inside. He sees that it's empty, and he's amazed. And here comes one of the most powerful I think, passages for you and for me, especially if we're feeling like those early followers, feeling like life hasn't gone the way they hoped. So if you're feeling that today, I want you to hear this, because in it are a number of powerful things, but I think the four saddest words in the entire Bible are there. I can't get away from them. And let's see how God responds. Now, on that same day, two of them were going to a village called Emmaus, about seven miles from Jerusalem, and talking with each other about all these things that had happened. While they were talking and discussing, Jesus himself came near and went with them, but their eyes were kept from recognizing him. And Jesus said to them, What are you discussing with each other while you walk along? They stood still, looking sad. Then one of them, whose name was Cleopas, answered him, Are you the only stranger in Jerusalem who does not know the things that have taken place there in these days? Jesus asked them, What things? They replied, The things about Jesus of Nazareth, who was a prophet, mighty in deed and word before God and all the people, and how our chief priests and leaders handed him over to be condemned to death and crucified him. But we had hoped that he was the one to redeem Israel. Yes, and besides all this, it's now the third day since these things took place. Moreover, some women of our group astounded us. They were at the tomb early this morning, and when they did not find his body there, they came back and told us that they had indeed seen a vision of angels who said that he was alive. Some of those who were with us went to the tomb and found it just as the women had said, but they did not see him. Then Jesus said to them, Oh, how foolish you are and how slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have declared. Was it not necessary that the Messiah should suffer these things and then enter into his glory? Then, beginning with Moses and all the prophets, Jesus interpreted to them the things about himself in all the scriptures. As they came near the village to which they were going, he walked ahead as if he were going on. But they urged him strongly, saying, Stay with us because it's almost evening. The day is now nearly over. So he went in to stay with them. When he was at the table with them, he took bread, blessed and broken, and gave it to them. 
then their eyes were opened and they recognized him. And he vanished from their sight. They said to each other, were not our hearts burning within us while he was talking to us on the road, while he was opening the scriptures to us? That same hour they got up, returned to Jerusalem, and they found the eleven and their companions gathered together. They were saying, the Lord has risen indeed and he has appeared to Simon. Then they told them what had happened on the road and how he had been made to know, known to them in the breaking of the bread. This is the gospel of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. So this thing has been dragging on a lot longer than I, I don't know about you, but longer than I would hope. Life Life feels foreign in some ways, different, alien, and alienating. In short, my patience sometimes has been getting a little thinner, maybe yours too. But could you imagine it? Maybe, maybe you've been having this, especially as the weather's been turning nicer. You're getting a little stir-crazy. Okay, you're, you're doing remote um, Zoom meetings for work. You and your family, you're... You're trying to do your best to homeschool the kids and balance it with your work. Maybe others of you right now, maybe you've lost your job. Wondering what's next. So as the weather has turned nicer, maybe this weekend you said, hey, let's, let's get the kids out of here, okay? And you did the right thing, right? You put masks on. You, you tell them, hey, if you encounter anyone, especially with little kids, you know this, they want to get right in people's grill. Or if they have a dog, you're like, hey, let's pet the dog. So you get on a walk. You just go outside. You're like, ah. As hard as things are, as isolating as it is, at least I can be outside. But as you come, you see someone walking down the sidewalk. And as you guys are coming closer, this guy's not wearing a mask. You're like, what? Why wouldn't they? Well, at least they could stay away. But as he comes forward, he, he comes closer, and he, maybe he gets even too close, you know, and you're like, whoa, whoa, hey. He's like, hey, how are you doing? And then he notices you guys look kind of perplexed, and you've stepped away. And then he looks at your masks and the kids, and they're kind of uh, keeping their distance. And then he says, what, what's going on? Could you imagine that, that someone around us would have no idea about COVID-19 or the coronavirus, have no idea about quarantining, no idea about social distancing, and you start to tell him, and he's like, what? You would, you would feel a lot like, well, two followers of Jesus 2,000 years ago. You see, we've just heard this, and I want this to sink in. These two followers, Cleopas, and we don't even know the name of this other follower of Jesus, but they're walking. They and everyone else in Jerusalem, everyone knew what had happened just days earlier. This prophet, this one that some were saying, the Messiah that had been promised for generations, he died a violent death. And so they're walking, they're talking about these things, and sure enough, this stranger comes, it's actually Jesus and as he comes forward, he's, he's like, why, why are you looking sad? 
And, you know, I, maybe some pastors are like scholars of Greek, um, know the ancient language. And I'm not, I'm not one of those huge intellectual geniuses about that language. But their, their response to Jesus when he asks, like in the Greek, I think the, the best I've been able to come up with, um, the response is this. Yeah. They're like, what? Are you kidding? They're going to Jim Carrey dumb and dumber him. Or maybe it might be a little Buzz Lightyear action. Oh, stranger, there seems to be no sign of intelligent life anywhere. Because their response, if you missed it, is like, are you kidding me? How could you be so dense? Have you been the only one, maybe on the planet, that missed these things? And he's like, what things? And then they tell him. They tell him about what's happened. And in their response, as they try to explain to this stranger how their world has been shattered, in their response, truly, for me, it seemed like these four words just jumped out at me. These four words that I I just couldn't get away from. I, I truly think they are the words that are the saddest ones ever uttered in the Bible. You and I have shared them at times in our lives, and maybe maybe even recently, maybe even today. As they shared about Jesus, then they said, but we had hoped. They had expectations of how God should act. They had expectations and hopes and dreams about how not only God was going to act in the world, but for them too. And those expectations, quite frankly, quite literally, had died. I don't know about you, but that really speaks to me today. Especially with our world the way it is, with our churches empty as a pastor that hurts. It's so isolating to not be able to go to the grocery store or to my wife's favorite store, Target, without wearing a mask and without keeping distance from people, even people that we run into that we haven't seen maybe in weeks and months, to not see family and to be able to connect with them regularly other than through screens like this. Man, I feel like too often today, I feel just like those two followers. I had hopes. I'd hoped, and maybe you did too, that 2020 was going to be so much different. I had hoped that not only would it be different than our whole world is showing us, but I had hoped that I wouldn't live in fear that maybe me or someone I love and care about would get this terrible virus. I had hoped that people that are responding through prayer requests and reaching out in calls and texts, saying how they lost a job or someone else is hurting in a specific way. I, but that's not how it is. And the thing that really is a struggle for me in the midst of their shattered hopes, in the midst of their dreams that have died, 
something happens. And it's a beautiful thing and yet so perplexing. Jesus himself, he encounters them. He shows up. It's so amazing. But there's some equally haunting and sad words to me in this passage. It tells us, but their eyes were kept from recognizing him. What? Now, from what I can gather, these are people that knew Jesus really well. These are followers that, that had been around, that had seen him, that had eaten with him, that, it, that had listened to him time and time and time again. They are devastated by what has happened. So how, how can they not know him? I mean, when Jesus appeared, did he give them like these crazy goggles that made them not, not see who he was? Um, did, was he wearing like a twirly mustache or some other disguise, a, a wig or something? What was it? Was he Dwight Schrute? I, I, I don't know. But it does tell us, even in the midst of their Lord and Savior, right next to them, listening to them, they couldn't, they couldn't see who he was. But now I start to think, wait, in my life, when my hopes have been broken to pieces, what if God has shown up in precisely those times and I, I couldn't catch it? And what if he's doing that for you today? Because the gift is, even if we don't recognize him, this passage is such an amazing, life-giving one that says, even in the midst of the times that we don't see him, even in the midst that our hopes are broken to pieces, God is there. And so the gift is, even as they're thinking, he's he's just got it all wet. I, I can't believe he doesn't know it. He's listening. He's impacted. And then the gift is, as he walks alongside them in their grief and pain and suffering, the gift for me is, it reminds me that maybe he's walking with you and me today in our isolation, in our pain. Now, as he walks along, he's listened to them, and now it goes on. And what it tells us is he, he actually gives them a Bible study. Boy, I wish I could hear that, don't you? Because it, it tells us, it doesn't tell us what he said, but it says he, he gave them how all of Scripture, starting from Moses and the prophets and on, how it revealed who he was. And now, as they get to their village, as they actually go to Emmaus, they get to their home, and it looks like he's about to go on. And they're like, wait, 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 wait. Why don't you just, why don't you stay with us? Come on in. We, it's getting dark. And, and it tells me he must be so engaging, so present with them. They still don't know who he is. Until as they come in to host him, and the crazy thing is they host this stranger, and now the roles are reversed. Normally, the homeowner would be the one that breaks the bread that they're about to share with their guest. And thank God for it. But Jesus does it. And as he breaks the bread, it, it tells us now the disguise is over. They can see him. And he disappears. 
know, I've been wondering why, why they don't know who he is until that moment. But I wonder if it's because they're so focused on what's behind them. So focused on the hopes and dreams and expectations that didn't happen. On the things that they thought God was going to reveal and show and the way that so many times I feel like in my life. And they don't recognize him until this connection is made until this time that they break bread together and then he disappears. Now that speaks to me in my life. You know, there's so many times and maybe it's for you too, maybe especially now. You're like, God, where are you? God, I thought you were going to show up in my job and now, now I'm furloughed. God, I, I thought you were, going to, you were going to do this with my family and now we can't even see each other. Now we have to socially distance so I'm not going to see them until I don't know when. Maybe for you, it's something different. It's something that you've done. And you're like, God, this is not what I thought 2020 would be. Now, and then when you finally see a glimpse of him, a moment of grace, a a time of forgiveness, a time where a stranger or a friend uh, gave something unexpected to you, you're like, oh, there he was, and then something even worse happens. It's like God disappeared in the moment you thought he was right there. What if, what if God is moving in our isolation? What if God is encountering us and just like Jesus was doing, he's revealing himself and he is not finished just with you and with me. No, God, God is moving. God is moving through screens. God is moving through your neighbors. God is moving through your workplaces. And he doesn't need us. But just like those two disciples, what happens? They're so transformed. They are so amazed. They were in their grief. They were looking backwards. But now they're like, we have to tell this story. And so you almost have this image now. The story tells us they, at that moment, they race as fast as they can. It's like they're sprinting the seven miles back to Jerusalem. they got to tell the others. And they're about to open the door and burst in. And in this moment, they're going to tell them, we saw the Lord. But as they burst the door open, the 11 say, Jesus showed up. And he's alive. And they're like, uh, yeah, uh, us too. gives me hope that in our isolation when God's showing up in random moments of grace and forgiveness and hope and love that he doesn't need you and me but he's there. So today my prayer for you my prayer is especially if you're feeling isolated especially if you're feeling like hope is dead for you. That you know that God shows up. And now he doesn't need us to do this because God can do anything. But he's asking us to follow him, to love our neighbor, to help others, especially in their isolation. So how will that lead you today? Maybe it'll lead you to where a mask when you're out. Yeah, it feels foreign and alien, but it's going to help others. 
Maybe it's leading you to do something even more profound than a mask or social distancing. Maybe, maybe he's leading you to make a new connection with someone today. To say, God, even if I don't recognize you, I know you can move through me. So pray about this. Ask God to reveal himself to you. And now let's go out just like those two and help others know that he's with them too. Amen. Let's pray. God, thank you so much for the way that you showed up to some disciples that were so devastated that their hopes and dreams, they, they, thought, they thought it was never going to be the same. And yet, within just a few moments, those hopes and dreams were renewed. They were restored. They were resurrected because you showed up. God, help us today in our isolation to feel the same way, to know precisely in the times that maybe we don't even recognize you, that you're there. Now help us to follow you, to know you are encountering and moving in ways we can never imagine. So help us to be a part of that for others. We love you. In your name we pray. Amen.